I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. What is going on, Notre Dame fans? Mike Singer and Tim Hyde live on YouTube for this week's Notre Dame football show. Appreciate everyone joining us live, watching back, and listening via podcast. Hope you guys are having a great week. And I appreciate you all for uh, letting us be a part of your week. Um, Tim, my friend, how are you? What's what's new in your world, man? Yeah, just to go off what you just said, yeah, thank you. These are the dog days of the middle of July, and like you say, Mike, if you're if you're hanging out with us on a Wednesday night, thank you. God bless you. Notre Dame fans die hard for life. So we're one week away from training camp. So we finally are quit talking about 86 things we don't want to talk about and start getting into some real football next week. So that's going to be very, very exciting. Yeah, today's the 19th. Fall camp's a week away. I know. Fall camp in July. That sounds odd. Yeah, right. Fall camp. It's July. Yeah, yeah, even August is considered a summer month, but yeah, um, yeah. Obviously, since Notre Dame starting on the twenty sixth, uh, their first games in August, they um, they're starting a week that earlier than they used to. August twenty sixth, big three zero for old Mike Singer. Oh, that's right. Happy birthday! Guess what? Guess what? Mike Singer's going to be doing on his birthday. He's not going to be in. He's not going to be in Ireland. That didn't work out. Hopefully, we're doing a celebration of a live post game show, and not. Talking I, about- I will be doing the uh, the post game show with Tim Hyde. Looking forward to it. Is, uh, by the way, speaking of that, the game on it's NBC game, correct? Yeah, I just thought of that. I thought of that because I know uh, was it you or Ty- it was Tyler posted about the the big subscription upgrade on Peacock. Everyone's losing their mind over a dollar. So yeah. I just wanted to make sure, Mike. <laughs> so me me and you feel the same about like the whole Peacock thing and and like the the Under Armour Nike deal. Like me and you are like, well, who who cares? Let's talk some ball. Um, let's argue about rankings. Yes. I kind of wish Tim that you did care more about it just for content purposes, (laughs) but I mean, is what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I would subscribe to Peacock even without, um, you know, Notre Dame. Yeah. It's an extra dollar. So it's, uh, it's big news today. It's big news. Yeah. Um, Everybody, hope everyone is well. Domerwap says Tim is in a new crib. You're always moving. Nope, nope. That's the that's the boat. He just shifted. If Tim shifts it a little bit, you know, towards his right shoulder, there, it's it's the it's the boat view that you guys are are used to seeing. Well, you tend. What did one guy say? You tend to like look down towards the right. Is that a lie or a fib? You do. I forget. Some guy was breaking down. Right. Is that something I texted you, or did we talk about it on the show? I, we may have talked about it on the show. That was one of those uh, I, I, comments like a couple months ago. That was so oh no, it was like a week or two ago. Was like I true? like Mike, but something about how I sit here and I just yeah. I sent that to all my friends. <laughs> Everyone got a kick out of that. So I, I, those are my favorite comments. When when oh no, I tweeted it. 
That's what, and I and I showed it on the screen. Yeah, those are my favorites. When uh, I just get, you get uh, just a good, good, fun roast. I'm yeah. I'm all for it. Nothing um, wrong with that. My favorite one of all time is when you know listen to Mike Singer's like getting a root canal. <laughs> that that's a good one. Um, that one's saved on my phone, and uh, yeah, I hope that person is, is still around. Yeah, fun show today. Yes. Um, yeah. we're just gonna talk recruiting rankings the whole time. I'm joking. I really hope we don't at all. <laughs> uh, some Notre Dame recruiting talk, um, Notre Dame football talk, fall camp's just a week away. And then next Wednesday's show, um, Mike watches body language breakdown videos on YouTube. I'm not sure I do that. Um, Jake Hart. Um, and next week's show will be that Wednesday um, after fall, the first day of fall camp. So we will have Tyler Horka on uh to uh talk about what he saw from from camp so that's gonna be a lot of fun i think the first practice is like fully open as well so yeah um t-shirts t-shirts and shorts we're gonna have a big update good stretching lines get those good stretches going make sure uh has got the prep there for the calisthenics so and uh but full full practice though i i know i know so, that, is, that is good i wonder have they have they i mean do you guys know yet it hasn't been announced i haven't seen anything online the media like how many practices they're getting or anything well, yeah, Notre Dame sends it out, yeah. but we're not supposed to put it. No, out. I hear you. Yeah, it's not public yet. Um, uh, websites in the past have said, "Screw that, I don't care." Yeah. Um, but it's actually a lot. It, it's it's kind of been all over the place with Freeman. Like some of them, like uh, I remember one fall camp was like it didn't feel like there was much at all. Maybe it was just this past spring balls. Like there's not much availability. Then he opened it. Yeah. Yeah, and now this one, it's like half of them. You know, or, or so you at least get a few periods. So that's good. That's good. Yeah, folks, please do hit that thumbs up on our uh, our show here and uh, subscribe to our channel for more content. Um, we'll, we'll dive into our first topic here in just a moment, uh, talking about this guy named Sam Hartman. I think some of you guys might know about him. Please do hit that thumbs up again um, if you have not done so yet. Uh, but uh, let's hear from our friends over at My Perfect Franchise, folks. If you are a displaced corporate executive if you're wanting to put your career in your own hands maybe you're an an experienced entrepreneur wanting to diversify well maybe andy ludic he can help you out he is a huge college sports fan and andy's a franchise veteran having owned multiple franchises and businesses using his expertise he finds others find their american dream through a very thorough consultation and evaluation process give andy a call and put your life and career in your own hands best of all folks his services are 100 free so if you're interested in any of this reach out to andy what do you have to lose get all the information you need at myperfectfranchise.net all right tim uh first topic i'm actually gonna throw an extra one at you as well something that was not on our itinerary but the first one it was um and it was a, a, gra- a nifty graphic here uh, made by the amazing graphic folks at On3 with this data about most starts by an active FBS quarterback. Bo Nix, former Auburn quarterback, now at Oregon, with 47. Sam Hart um, with 45, and that's something we've talked about. That's not his age. That's the number of starts he has. And then Jaden Daniels at LSU with 43. Spencer Sanders. Um, where was Spencer Sanders at last? Was that the Oklahoma State quarterback, right? Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now he's now at Ole Miss. Got so many transfers on here. Dylan Gabriel, Oklahoma, thirty-seven starts, and Keaton Slovis, former USC quarterback, um, is now at BYU with thirty-seven. Um, so what of these six? You got what five, six transfers? Oh, wait, 
or have all of them? Dylan, Dylan Great Gabriel, was he a transfer? Did he start at Oklahoma? Do you know, Tim? No, no, no. That's the oh my god, the guy the UCF, the, UCF, yeah. right? So, all yeah. these guys are transfers, then, right? Yes, or Jane Daniels, Gabriel, Arizona State. Yep, yep. How about that? Look at all these transfers, transfers, transfers. Don't get me going on transfers. Here we go, here we go, getting ready for 2024. But, um, no, this is a it's it's interesting because obviously they're all. I mean, you go, you got a handful of top ten teams in there too, right? Preseason LSU, Notre Dame, Oregon's probably all going to be preseason top ten. You know, Ole Miss on that cusp. I wonder if Sanders is going to start. That's going to be interesting. Ole Miss. They have a, they still have Dart and they got someone else, uh, someone in the chat if they know Ole Miss football. I think they have three. Another one. They yeah. may have three transfers on their roster that uh, Kiffin's all trying out, going crazy down there, but. uh with Hartman, it goes back to, you know, a lot of Freeman comments for me. Going back to the comments back in December when Hartman came about, when Pine left, and then he obviously on the the pivot podcast he did with the with the guys on that thing, just talking about experience. Um, he's used that word a lot, so this is a obviously a big a big thing for a coach Freeman in his second year is to have that experienced man at the helm. Uh, in, in his second year what does this mean for next year who knows it could be a one year at a time moving forward you know when it comes to quarterback experience but with Hartman I mean obviously they went out and they got a guy who's throwing a lot of football ACC leader obviously we've talked about that a thousand times but with Notre Dame a big group of young wide receivers still correct I mean when you look at the group as a whole guys are going to be playing Tyree's a new position the freshman you know, you still have uh, Thomas, obviously, only going to be going into his second year as a true, you know, playing time and whatnot. You know, who would have thought the veteran of the group is what Colsey uh, and Salerno, you know, Salerno at six years. Thomas, yeah. yeah. But uh, as far as playing Colsey the last two years, so no, it's going to be it's going to be interesting. The whole team is going to evolve around. I mean, Hartman. I mean, we're going to talk about him a thousand times. It's crazy. Literally, the whole season is going to evolve around quarterback play. And then for me, it's it's those playmakers. Who in the world evolves outside to create havoc and secondaries and make DCs have to double cover someone? Who who is that guy in the wide receiver room? We still don't know. And is Hartman going to create one with the way he throws downfield? He's damn good back shoulder fades. Damn good throwing twenty yard outs and things of that nature is really good. Yeah. So is he gonna is he gonna find a guy? Is there going to be a guy that's going to be his go-to guy when it's third and eight? Is there going to be a 75 catch guy, an 80 catch guy? That's that's my dude. That's Michael Floyd of 2011. We're going to him all year long. So it's going to be interesting to see how this wide receiver room really evolves. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, Tim. A couple thoughts. Mike Goolsby says this a lot. It seems like every single year it's like young receiver room, question yeah. mark. You know, it's like, come on. You're like, we, we got it. I mean. Ben Scron, like Ben Scronic was 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 a fine player. You know, you bring in some of these grad transfer guys. Yeah, he, he was fine. Caleb Smith, barely knew you. Yeah. Um, and then you know some of the young guys, Jay Brunell, didn't stick around. You know, didn't didn't work out. Xavier Watts moves to defense. Jordan Johnson didn't work out. I mean. <sighs> Yeah, I mean that 2019-2020 group is really kind of hurt. Oh yeah. Not having any experience. I mean, there's none none of the guys from on the on that team. Or, no, or from and, that's, the- and that's the 
the points that you have with Hartman and his receiver. That's why I say Col- Colsey's a junior. He played as a true freshman. Thomas obviously didn't. So right. he's literally the most experienced guy. And Deion Colsey, I mean, we could talk about him. Is he really a, a dude? Is he a go-to guy? And that's and that's your most experienced player coming into this. Thing. How, how, how about this, Tim? Correct me if I'm wrong. From 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022 classes, that's four. You only have three receivers. Is that right? Yeah, because yeah, you have um, – Yeah, you have Thomas, you have Colsey, you have Merriweather. And, and that's it? Yeah, Watts moved over. Brunel. In 2019, I can't even remember. It was what? Kendall Abdul-Rahman and – Cam Hart came in as a receiver. Cam Hart. And he moved to corner early yeah. on. There's another one. Yeah, you're right. Crazy. And I get like 2019 would be graduate seniors, right? Yeah, fifth year. Yeah. So I, I get that there's that that they're not there, but still they I mean those guys, I mean, Cam Hart was the was a receiver before you could blink. Yep. Kendall didn't do much. Yeah, that's that's wild. That's why and that's why obviously so many fans are excited about the freshmen. You know, you bring in four. You're like, is one going to be a dude? Is one going to be a constant presence on that field um, out of that four? So, you know, and, th- and that's exciting because you don't have any major dudes from the last couple of years, you know. As yeah. much as we love Tobias, it's still just one catch and spent the first half of the season figuring out the playbook and the last half of the season injured with his concussion protocol. So, you know, he's really a, a redshirt freshman when you look at him as a player. Yeah. My other thought was, man, you had that good two and a half year stability. I think Ian Book was what started for two and a half years. And it kind of felt by the last year, it's kind of like, yeah, all right, we 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 know this song and dance, right? Mm-hmm. But man, he was a pretty good player, right? Yeah. It's like, man, you know, you look back and like, man, we had a we had a pretty good these past couple of years, man, I mean, up and down the quarterback position, the Jack Cone, Buckner, Pine year, last year, Pine, Buckner, this year, who knows? It's like, man, kind of miss, kind of miss that stability at the quarterback position. And then next year, we're going to have some new song and dance as well. It's, God, I mean, I mean, I've gone on record. I, I, you know, I've said it. I think Freeman's going to go get a quarterback. I, yeah. I just do. I just, you know, they brought Cone. I mean, I mean, you just look. And people are going to hate it. Goolsby, you know, and I have talked a million times, as with you, about getting off the hamster wheel. They brought in Cone because of Djokovic left. Pine coming back, or Pine, excuse me, Book playing the fifth year. Djokovic left. Buckner, they weren't going to play as a true freshman. You know, give him the ball as a true freshman. I mean, Pine wasn't ready, so you needed Cone. Play the young guys last year. They get hurt, injured, up and down quarterback season from both of those guys. And yet they still win nine darn games. As crazy as it is last year, they won nine games. Buckner comes back after 110 days and, you know, is quarterback on the on the bowl team. But then they got rid of all that instead of bringing those guys back. See, this, this, you know, this is where I go sometimes with this. You got 13 starts. You got another 13 starts. All those, you know, what, you know, whatever the starts could be in 2024 are gone. You're back to zero. So, is Freeman? Freeman had zero starts correct in in his first year. He's got forty five in year two. Is he going to go back to zero starts? This is going to be. I mean, we have a whole season to play, obviously, but this is going to be a huge outlier behind the scenes of 
what is Freeman going to do in year three? Is is does Minchie, does Angeli, do one of them come alive and really solidify themselves as a number two? Like we could win ball games with that guy next yeah. year. So it is going to be a it's going to be one of those little hidden understories that we're going to have during the season. The backup quarterback is always one of the most popular players on the roster. Not not even just to be like oh. Uh, you know, bench the starter, play the backup. Like, even if your starting quarterback is amazing and you know, oh, you start him, still the backup's always got the intrigue for who's the next guy. So, Steve Angeli, Kenny Minchie, going to be players that I know we'll talk a lot about at, at Blue and Gold. All right, Tim, I wanted to throw this at you as well. This is something that I, I wasn't gonna, oh, what do we got here? that I wasn't, you know, I, we're not something we planned. Most yards per carry in Notre Dame history with the minimum 150 carries. I'll read this off for everyone. This is the top 10. Reggie Brooks, no surprise, 7.62. Don Miller, 6.83. Josh Adams, 6.65. Christy Flanagan, 6.39. Dexter Williams, 6.37. George Gibbs, 6.34. Jim Crowley, 6.26. George Atkinson, the third, 6.16. Emil Sitko, 6.15. Audrey Castame, 6.01. That's six. I like that. Look at that. That's a nice looking list right there. Like, yeah. And Reggie Books, you know, played a couple of years at corner. How crazy is that? So, uh, some good ball players out there, you know, and estimate as he hit that, does he get to that six again this year? Um, obviously, with the with the two new guards, it's going to be interesting to see how how they how they play in there. My favorite list is, you know, guys were talking about this last week. You know, greatest Notre Dame players of all time. I guess what Julian Love or Jalen Smith were on the NFL network. And it's like the Gip, George Gip has to be in, in Notre Dame's, you know, top five of all time. And there he is. There's a guy who played a hundred years ago, Mike, and he's still, still in Notre Dame record books, which is fascinating. But for SMA, I he's going to be a 200 carry guy. He's got to be the bell cow this year, feed him the rock. And then with Hartman going back to Hartman and do they find a wide receiver? Can they force teams to respect and and have to play some too high? If teams have to keep a, a DB deep, Estime is going to go crazy this year. He just is. Yeah, love that. All right, Tim, we're going to move along to uh, Notre Dame offering a new quarterback in the 2025 class, Bear Bockermeyer. Um, And if that name sounds familiar, um, his older brother, Hank Bockmeyer, um, was a quarterback at Boise State for a few years, and he has an extra year of eligibility, um, you know, the, the whole COVID eligibility year, and, and he's transferred to Louisiana Tech. Expect Bachmeyer to put up huge numbers there. And then, so you have Bear Bachmeyer here, his, uh, the, the middle brother, maybe there's another brother or, or sister in there that I don't know about, but Tiger Bachmeyer is a true freshman wide receiver at Stanford. So quite the athletic family. I, I don't know what, you know, the athletic, background is for parents um but wow like the quite the athletic family so the new offer for notre dame well and even hank buckmeyer um i i wrote articles about him when i used to cover uh the colorado buffs back in you know when mike mcintyre was the head coach there that was was one of my gigs and uh interviewed hank several times so you know family i've known uh here for a little while so pretty cool to see notre dame offering buckmeyer 6'2 205 pounds on three industry ranking him at, has him as the number 110 overall player, number eight quarterback in that 2025 class. Offers include Stanford, um, you know, again, where his brother's at, Alabama, Boise, 
um, Michigan, Oregon. Right now, Tim, I would say Stanford, Oregon, or Notre Dame for Bachmeyer. But it's pretty early in his recruiting process. He's only visited two schools, Stanford, um, to see his brother in the spring game. I want to say he, maybe his brother hasn't enrolled yet. Uh, but he was there for their spring showcase, I believe they call it. And then he visited Alabama over the summer, picked up an offer from the Crimson Tide. Um, so still very early in the process, but he's expected to get out to Notre Dame um, this this September. So where number 47, Tim? You got to love that. What, what do you think about this young man? Well, the first thing I noticed, Mike, obviously, for all the, the fans out there, the ratings is he's he's a 91 rating. So that's the same as C.J. Carr, which all Notre Dame fans should be thrilled with this uh, quarterback then, correct? So if, if we get that out of the way. So <laughs> don't go there with the rating, Mike. Don't do yeah. it. Too early, buddy. Too early. Oh, man. I know. Hey, it's Anyways. Like, middle of July. Got to have a little fun. All right. You know what, Tim? You know what, Tim? <laughs> We're starting this over. We're gonna we're rewinding the tape. We're starting this over because I was thinking about I just jotted down on my notes. You know what? Might clip this and use it as a standalone YouTube clip. I hear you, I hear you. And I, I dude, come that on. was the first thing I thought of. Yeah, I, 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 I was like, yeah, no jokes about that. All right, so new timestamp 21. I hear you. Oh, see, like someone already said, Tim, please no. So there you go. All right, so Tim, you pop on the tape. What do you see of Bear Bachmeyer? Fantastic quarterback. He's an athlete. That's you know, you just you just watch his film. He's got a cannon for an arm. He could run like crazy. Super super athletic kid. Strong. Um, you know, you're gonna get you're gonna get a lot of talk about him and Tyler Buckner. Correct. The way they throw. They're they're. I, I'm I'm curious, and this obviously I, I don't know if you've asked that question yet. Is who you know who is his quarterback coach? Because you know Buckner's not too far away from him where he's at in Carlsbad, it's maybe 30, 40 minutes away. So I wonder if they've had some of the same type of coaches or if they've worked out, but he looks like him though, especially the way he runs when he runs quarterback powers and ISOs, the kid's super athletic, but that throw right there running one foot chucks it up. He's a super talented kid. He's been one of those under the radar guys because the class has some big sec, big time booming quarterbacks. Correct. When you look at the guys, especially the Notre Dame guys they've offered, talk about McIntyre, Lacey, uh, even Deuce Knight, some of these high-end quarterbacks, Blair Underwood, these upper echelon guys, I'd say the top five in the country of getting so much notice. He's in that next tier, and that next tier, he's, I mean, he's a legit dude. He's definitely in that five to ten nationally top quarterback. I, I you know, from the quarterbacks I've seen, I've tried watching a lot of them for. 2025 and he's definitely in the top 10 i i would call right now after his sophomore year yeah it's been a little while since i've watched buckmeyer's tape yeah, but I man know. do people talk about oh. like yeah, it kind of looks like tyler buckner he's he built, i mean he's built this is sophomore film i know i so mean awesome. this dude yeah where number 47 you don't see that often i asked him about that today i shot him a text like hey i'm sure you've got this question a million times so i apologize but why do we wear 47 he said he just he played running back and linebacker Growing up, and he wore forty-seven, and then when he moved to quarterback, it just kind of stuck. And yeah, I mean, it like the I mean, being six-two, what two hundred pounds, two five, two ten, something like that. I mean, he's a, I mean, that's a big dude. Yeah. 
I mean, he's so strong. He's lower. I mean, that's one of the first things you notice when you watch him run is his lower bodies. He is like thick. I mean, he just looks thick the way he runs already as a sophomore and strong. I mean, he I mean, he looks like he could just I mean, he could be a, an old school fullback back in that back in the hold stage running the trap, looking like Anthony Johnson out there and those guys. But uh really talented quarterback. He's really he's one of those under the radar guys which is interesting when you see Oregon and obviously you mentioned A&M he wants to look at Notre Dame's coming on Alabama's offered him. So he obviously has some high end elite Michigan, you know, some high end quarterback offers out there. So he's, um, he's, he's a special guy and I'm a big, huge fan of California quarterbacks. I'm biased as could be. I admit it. I love SoCal quarterbacks. Notre Dame's had a, a great, great history with California quarterbacks. So, you can never go wrong, I feel. Look at that play. Yeah. Tim, what do you make of like Notre Dame's quarterback recruiting this 2025 class so mm-hmm. far? I mean, they, they've had their 2024 guy locked in for over a year now with CJ Carr. Um, and in 2025, they've offered several. Um, and you mentioned a few of them. Lacey yeah. committed to Texas. You know, Bryce Underwood's, you know, what, Alabama or Michigan or something like that. Um Cutter Bowley reclassified. Um, George McIntyre's probably Alabama or Tennessee. So it looks like, you know, Deuce Knight is visiting at the end of the month. And uh, and this young man now, uh, Bear Bachmeyer. So th- this is the interesting thing, Tim. Every time Notre Dame offers a player at, a re- at like a position that people are closely following, it's well, why are we losing the top of the board guy? Like in Deuce, Deuce Knight in this example. And then it's like, so when Notre Dame does offer another guy, that's the question. But also if Notre Dame didn't offer this guy, then then it's the question is, well, why did we put all of our eggs in one basket? So just, right. just remember that folks. Every time, like when Notre Dame offers another player, it's not because they're not getting the other guy, you know? So don't don't always go there. Uh, Deuce Knight's visiting on July 27th, I believe. And Bear Bachmeyer will probably be on campus in September. So they have two big-time quarterbacks on the board. Um, and uh, I think the Irish staff would be happy to, to land either. So any, any thoughts on all this, Tim? No, it's, I mean, it's a great point. They are some big-time quarterbacks. 2025 is loaded. There, I mean, there's dudes all over the place. And Notre Dame went after them. Obviously, they early on, they had Underwood, no – you know, you know, you know, nothing's happening with him. He's probably the best one in the country. You know, they had a, who's the Ohio guy, his brothers on the Montgomery. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Montgomery. But you know, that's, that's faded away, which is fine. And then they do the pot of gold, you know, with all the, you know, they just went all in on SEC country and really have had no, you know, no headway outside of night. No one's really given Notre Dame the time of day. So, and now with deuce night, you're looking like, my humble opinion, reading the tea leaves on him, is he wants to I, – I believe he wants to play in the SEC. That's just what I believe. Yeah, I, I think that's what he's waiting for. That's why he's he's not in a rush because he's waiting to see what Alabama, Tennessee, Georgia, whatever do, you know. And um, and then he's got Notre Dame there, which is fine. And then on top of that, my favorite quarterback is the Preston Zinner's buddy, Haber. I love that guy. Love okay. that guy. How Notre Dame – you know, I'm going to go bang my head against this wall right here. How those guys did not offer him, because Dabo's been talking to him, I read, on some Clemson stuff since Christmas. You know, and Dabo doesn't offer till late, and he offered him, boom, he commits in one week. 
Notre Dame had film on him, transcripts. They've met him. They've been on campus. I'll never understand why they didn't offer him early. He's he's a dude. I think he's a top five quarterback in 25. I love that guy. But you got Knight. If things don't go with Knight, you got the Bear, and the Bear's a heck of a quarterback. So no matter what, it's it, it's going back to 2024 with all the argument about Carr and his ratings. He's a top 10 quarterback. He's a top 10 quarterback. Notre Dame has another chance to get another top 10 quarterback in 2025. So, you know, they offered a handful, like you said, bully recommitted, but, or a reclassified, excuse me. And at the end of the day, if they could get Bear or Deuce, they got a dude on the keep stacking on top of these other guys they've had that are going to be on campus next year. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so that's the news. Notre Dame offering Bear Bachmeyer, like I said, uh, Notre Dame will uh, likely get him on campus in September. Seems early in his process. He's only visited, he's only done two college visits, to my knowledge. So, um, you know, you can find this article at bloomgold.com um, where I, you know, talk to him. Um, but, you know, it, it just seems like Notre Dame is, is in gonna is going to be in good position here. Um, but it's early. And he told me like, look, I know that quarterbacks commit early, but I, you know, I, I can't just like rush to a decision just because, you know, quarterbacks commit early because he's still early on in his process. And doesn't it seem like Deuce Knight's kind of doing he's that? He's all over the place. Like Deuce was, maybe I am committing um, by the start of the summer. Remember that was what he was yes. saying in the spring? And the last I heard, which was I think yesterday or the day before, was uh, he, he's taking his time. So yeah. it, it's been a little bit all over the place. I am. I was taking notes when you would send it. You, like you think Deuce is staying in the SEC? Is that what you said? You know what? I I just read the tea leaves. I, I think I, if he's not a rush, maybe not. But I even kinda, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. Yeah. My gut, again, this is just my gut. Like, you know, Notre Dame sources have, have continued to be optimistic about Deuce Knight, and nothing's there that's like making me think, oh, like Notre Dame's fading or anything like that. But just my read is that, yeah, it's probably, it's probably not going to happen. And um, keep a close eye on Bear Bachmeyer. Yeah, I was going to say real quick with Deuce is obviously Tennessee wants McIntyre. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what it sounds like. Tennessee wants McIntyre. Clemson wanted him, but Clemson went and got the Boston guy, um, Blake, you know, Habert. Is it Habert, Hebert, whatever? Yeah. yeah. So they got him. So, you know, Clemson's out. So now it's McIntyre. He's McIntyre, Alabama, Tennessee. So Deuce is sitting there waiting to see who goes where, you know. 
that's the that's a big part of it. And I wrote about that at Blue and Gold and the Gold Standard Monday. Uh, please go check it out. I was like, quarterback dominoes might just work out for Notre Dame here. Yes. Because it seems like, you know, Alabama has like Bryce Underwood. And I I think that's their top guy in this class. And they've even offered Bachmeyer too. But I think, but no, Alabama offered Bear Bachmeyer. Does that mean they're losing everyone else that they're up? No. So you guys, it's, I'm telling you, that's not how it works. But anyways, I think Bry- Bryce Underwood's their top guy. So if they get Bryce, then George McIntyre. Tennessee. Tennessee, which might mean Deuce Knights and Notre Dame. Like these, this is why we call it quarterback dominoes. Yes. Um, and, and honestly, Tim, it's quarterback and tight end, and I guess kicker as well, and punters and long snappers. But it's like you like most schools just take one in a class. Yep. If you're taking the specialist. But like so that's like tight end dominoes are similar to that. Not not as much because like schools like Notre Dame will take two oftentimes, but you don't see two quarterback classes a ton. Um, so it just creates these dominoes and it's, it's really interesting. Um, and what happens in 2025 will, uh, will certainly be intriguing. Um, at this I, have, I have a quick question for you with, off that. Obviously, you know, it's, it sounds like with Deuce, it's Tennessee, Notre Dame, but the kids from Mississippi, Lane Kiffin, Lane Kiffin, Alabama. Don't count up. Exactly. So, but I'm saying, I mean, let's just say Alabama, Tennessee, get their guys. Deuce is sitting there. So now Deuce has to think. Do I go to South Bend or do I reevaluate? Stay home to Ole Miss, reevaluate the SEC. He's visited South Carolina, I believe. Does Auburn come back into play? No, Auburn's got White, correct? They got that really good athletic kid, I believe. Yeah. I think his last name's White. Right. We'll get a looking athlete. So so Auburn's obviously out. Georgia is fighting for Hill. Is that Hill, the Georgia guy? Yeah. Uh, Antoine Hill, yeah. Yeah. So the dominoes are still <laughs> floating out there. And when I say Deuce, SEC is just just a gut, just reading your articles, you know, uh, other things out there on, on three with the other, you know, when he does articles, I like to read them. And, you know, and he says nothing but positives about Notre Dame, about Coach Freeman, about Gino, uh, you know, how often he talks with, you know, Coach Caduli there. So nothing but positives with Notre Dame. It's getting a kid out of uh, Mississippi is never easy. Yeah, uh, yeah that's a good point. Yeah, that's why it's like, all right, it's that's yeah. it might be a top two right now, but you know things can change very quickly. Did you say Auburn had a Auburn does not have anybody? Done. Okay, okay, maybe I'm wrong. It was the guy. I think his last name's White. Really good quarterback. Then there's a kid in Florida who's super talented. Oh, Carter Smith. Carter, yes, Smith. Correct. Notre Dame. I would not be surprised if Notre Dame offered him. Super. Super athletic kid. Yeah. Jeremy says, uh, any any Kingston Villiamo also update? Nah, I, I was told that uh, he's not even telling schools where he's going yet, so no one knows yet. Um, so he will uh, – he'll announce what, Sunday? Is it Sunday? I don't okay. know. Yeah. Uh, I think the 23rd, which I think is this Sunday, so – I'm not. Um, I told you I'm not clicking on his stuff. I'm not clicking on Lambert. So you write all the articles. Just tell me what's up. Tim, I'm, I'm, um, I, I'm, I'm really hoping that you know Lambert commits to Notre Dame in oh, July or August, so I can come. Yes. Come yes. Up yes. The the game. Tim and I will hang out. Do a video. Do a game. Interview. Yeah, we sweet. Yeah. Looking yeah, to see the boat. Yeah, live interview during the game with Lambert. Run out there and all that since he's so yeah. tired. Correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, me and you will get to interview him. That'd be sweet. That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah. Come on, Lambert. 
There you go. All right, Tim. Let's uh let, let's hear from another sponsor. And Tim, I'll uh, let you uh, grab a sip of water um, as well. So, folks, we're gonna hear from, uh, of course, our friends over at the Rogue Shop, the husband and wife outfit. Um, as Mr. Rogue and his wife Shar are craft cannabis farmers who specialize in small batch sustainable plant medicine, a true holistic type of small business. They farm and grow everything themselves and do everything by hand. Their website to visit is rogueshop.com. That's R-O-G-U-E shop.com. They sell everything from CBD, THC, edibles, tinctures, smokables, bath salts, pain creams, topicals, vapes, candles, soaps, and more. When you head over to their website, uh, you can interact with the owners of the shop using their chat function. Again, folks, please do check out rogueshop.com and that promo code to use um, is blue and gold, all one word, and that will get you 10% off your order. All righty, Tim is back. Um, and uh, what is next? Oh, yeah. So blue and gold has been putting together this like most important players list. So I'm going to read you guys the explanation for the ranking, okay? And how Blue and Gold is doing this. And it's a top 25. They do it like the AP poll. So it's not like I just came up with the top 25 myself. There's five different Blue and Gold uh, staffers who all submitted a top 25, right? And then this is, and then they use the AP formula, and then bam. I was not one of the, the five. Um, I get asked every year. And since we have so many other people, I'm like, I'm the recruiting guy. I'll, I'll let. You know, I'll, I'll let these folks, you know, put put that together. Um, okay, so this is the explanation. Okay, top 25 is determined in the same manner as the Associated Press top 25. Five Blue and Gold staff members submitted their ballots, and each position on the ballot was given a point value. Top 25, The top ranking was worth 25 points. Number two is 24. Number three is 23, and so on down to 25, which was worth one point. The players with the 25 highest point totals made the list. Talent and projected depth were key foundations for the poll, but voters placed a premium on these three questions. If you subtracted the individual from the roster, how much of a setback would it be? If this less proven player emerges and makes an impact, how much does that raise the ceiling or lower it if a breakout does not happen as expected? Does that make sense, Tim? Yes. Okay. So here is the top 25 so far, and they're through 25 to 12. So this is a premium series of bloomcool.com. So our YouTube audience and podcast audience, you guys are getting a freebie. So we'll go in increments of, of uh, let's see, let's just cut them in half or so, Tim, and get to your reaction. 25, it's Jaden Greathouse, freshman receiver. 24 is the, the Mike Goolsby favorites, graduate student linebacker Maris Leifau. 23, junior wide receiver Dion Colsey. 22, sophomore offensive guard Billy Shrouth. Number 21, is uh Ohio, excuse me, Oklahoma State grad transfer defensive back Thomas Harper, 20 graduate student offensive lineman Andrew Christoffick, and 19 graduate student safety and Antonio Carter, and then we'll do 18 through 12 next. But Tim, from 25 to 19, there any reaction? Yeah, the first one is obviously great house. I would just say, you know, the fact that he's on the list, I would just put freshman wide receiver. That's just going back to one of them has to be a breakout guy because of still the numbers, how low the numbers are when we're talking about experience. Uh, Colsey's interesting as well, because if you don't have Colsey, who's going to play? It's got to be a true freshman. If you don't have Colsey, if Thomas gets hurt, Thomas has obviously got to be really high on that list, because if you don't have Thomas, does that go back to you have to use 12 personnel, two tight ends again? 
that type of scenario. And then for me, I was the guards. I get it because there, there's still some unknowns there. So if Billy gets hurt, you know, you still have, you know, we don't know what he's going to do in a game. So you play Rocco or you have another unknown there. Christophic with his experience is important. And I was, I'll be honest with you. I was shocked that Antonio Carter made it. So you got a FCS football player making the list as important. I found that fascinating. I would not have voted for him whatsoever because we don't know what he's going to do when he lines up against the competition he's going to see. Outstanding athlete, really good football player. That one surprised me how high he was. I would not have put him in my top 25. Okay. Uh, 18 to 18. Words are very difficult, I promise. 18 through 12. You got a graduate student defense tackle, Howard Cross, 17. Graduate student center, Z Carell, 16. Senior, feels weird to say, wide receiver, Chris Tyree, 15. Junior tenant, Mitchell Evans, 14. Senior defense tackle, Riley Mills, 13. Graduate student linebacker, Jack Kaiser, and 12. Graduate student, DeAnne, Javante Jean Baptiste. Now, I would definitely right off the top, I would say Evans is a top 10 for me because if you don't have, if you don't have yeah. Mitchell Evans, you're going, I mean, you're, going back, you're, you're going back to Cooper Flanagan, who, you know, who possibly would have to play, which is, uh, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, which, and then stays. And then once again, you got Bauman, who's always injured. They're not going to play Sherwood out there. He's a fullback. So Evans, I think, is a top 10. And Zeke Carell, for me, it's funny you say that, he's without a doubt top 10. We have zero clue who the heck could play center unless it's because if Zeke's out, do you move Christophic into center? Because he practiced that during spring ball the last couple of springs. He didn't do it this year. He's done it in the past because you have Ashton Craig, Pat Coogan. Those guys have taken as many snaps as you and I. We have zero clue if they get in. Zeke has been starting games since 2020. Does not forget. Zeke for me is a top 10 because of the experience, the center, their communication between him and Sam Hartman. And with Chris Tyree, I, you know, I'm not the biggest Chris Tyree. That's high. That seems high. I think it's extremely high because they could go without Chris Tyree. And, and, and that's just being honest. Uh, so he, you know, it just right, it. Here, here's the individual ranking. So Jack Sobel, he's, he's new. He's new. He's yeah, got Jack's him at nice. Jack's Jack new. and Steve Downey, our, our magazine editor's got him at 14. Todd, oh, Todd at 12. Yes, I yeah, so that I mean you go you know top 15 or not ranked. I personally well, would be I'd be in the 20 to 25 range yeah. on Tyree just saying like yeah, if he does hit at that receiver position sure. and you have what you wish Braden Lindsay would have been as that big play weapon, you know the the jet sweeps and you know the bubble take it to the house, yeah. then damn, that's you're 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 going to have a huge weapon on your hands. But but let's go with Chris Tyree. If they start the season and they're in eleven personnel, it's more than likely, right? You got Colsey, Merriweather, and Thomas yeah. is the slot. So Chris Tyree may not even start a game. So him being that high, and I know we could say he's a return guy. Notre Dame's got a thousand fast guys. I mean, you could put Micah Bell back there. You could put, um, I mean, all these guys. You know, Jeremiah Love. You could put dudes back there return kicks. So. That's extremely high. And then, obviously, like I said, Evans, Zeke. Did we get to Riley Mills? I think Mills but, is important because he's there's another guy who's been playing snaps since 2020. I think he's very, very important for this upcoming football season. Okay. 
Any other thoughts, Tim? Anyone else that stands out? It's it's just a fun exercise. You know, it's it's good old rankings. We all love rankings. Uh, can you click on Cross? I'm curious to see just Howard Cross real quick on his individual. Um, you know, how did they how did they rank him? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I okay. Todd Burley's number seven. Interesting. So if they lose, so Todd's thinking if they lose Cross, they're going to be a sieve up the middle. That's kind of what that. That's a high ranking seven. Because if they lose Cross. You got some other big dudes. Play those young guys. That's the way I would look at it, you know. Interesting. Cool. Any other thoughts on that? Tim? Nope. It's a good little group right there. Okay. All right. Wrapping up the show. This is my this has become my new favorite part. Because Tim, our our uh go ahead. No, I was gonna say, well, let's talk about let's just let's just uh you know, throw against the wall your top five. I actually wrote oh. that. Top top five of the, I guess the most important guys. Okay, I, this is not something I've put any thought no, into. I've never put any thought. I just did it twelve seconds ago. Right, your, okay, number so one, number Joe one Alt. has got to be Hartman. I have Joe Alt number two as well. Yeah, if Joe gets hurt, is Tosh Baker Mill Wagner ready to roll? And that's this, and that's why I I have Fisher as my number three. Yeah, I was going to ask if you have Fisher in your top five. Yeah. Um, estimate. Estimate I have him without a doubt in my top five because yeah. of the unknowns at running back behind. Yeah, and he's just so damn good. And what if he takes that next step? So both things there. If you lose him and the the breakout potential. Yes. Um, and I, you know, I had Zeke and Evans in my top ten. There's a lot on offense. A lot of dudes on offense. I, mean, I, you know what? I put Xavier Watts because corner Hart. Morrison, those guys, obviously they're they're very good corners. Don't get me wrong. But if one of them is hurt, can you play Jaden Mickey, Christian Gray? You got Clarence Lewis who started games, correct? So you have depth there. Who in the world, Mike? Oh, Ben Morrison. Ben Morrison. Yeah, I would say Ben Morrison has to be in the five, right? Yeah, I mean, just real quick. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Because if you lose Morrison, though, you have corners. Who in the world are safeties on this Notre Dame? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you so can see yeah, two sides of it. It's the, if you lose this guy, but also the talents, right? Like just, I mean, sure. Ben Morrison, his impact and his importance sure. to last season, but I, I would probably, I, I would put Morrison just because of his yeah. impacts. Um, yeah. For some reason, I just brainstormed. Yeah. I wrote this list. I wrote Watts just because of the safety position. Cause if Harper's still injured, is he playing nickel? It's like, I mean, are they really going to play a Don Schuler and Ben Minnick? It's like it, there's the safety position is scary if yeah. one of those guys goes down. Very interesting. So we will um, maybe for next Wednesday show. Remind me, Tim. Sure, I'll make a note. We'll, of that. we'll finish out the list. We'll we'll take a look at their list from uh, one to eleven. Um, so that'll be fun. And then again next Wednesday, we will do um, uh, an, an interview with uh, Tyler Horka. We'll have him on. Cause that'll be after the first practice. That will be fun. I remember doing that last year. Yep. Ashton yep. Pollard, uh, yep. who uh, of course now was, is uh, a blue and gold alum and she's working uh, at Notre Dame in the communications, athletic communications department. So um, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Okay. Annie Davis says Hartman estimate Jaden Thomas, Bertrand Morrison. Yeah. I mean, seriously, they're all, I mean, those guys, I mean the same thing with Thomas, cause number one, Thomas has experience. He's got yeah. a lot of playing time last year. So if Thomas is out, 
now you're putting the pressure on Chris Tyree. Is it going to be a, a 12 personnel again? Is it going to be two tight ends? Bertrand, without a doubt, because he's got to be in the top 10 because of his playing time, his experience. He's a captain. And those backups as talented as they've recruited in 22 and 23 at linebacker. We haven't seen him take a snap. All right, Tim. So some of our social media clips have been popping off. Instagram. Yes, even TikTok. I know some people don't like TikTok, but some of those videos we post on there pop off. You know, getting around 30,000 views. Um, People love talking Under Armour on there. I I did an Under Armour clip of Goolsby talking about Under Armour for 60 seconds. And gosh, I need to check it. Uh, I have the notifications turned off because it just got a little crazy, but. Oh, that is funny. Goolsby Talking Under Armour got 26,000 views. What? Yeah. And then Goolsby Talking About a Recruiting Story got 26,000 views as well. So so we need um, to do – yeah, we need to do NBC announcing, apparel, more ratings. Just stick to the fundamentals, those those top three, right, every week. Yeah, announcers and uh, apparel. That'll get you. Oh, let's talk about Peacock. So I need – yeah, yes. next time I get Goolsby on there because Goolsby, I mean, you know, love them. Big conspiracy theory. I mean, he'll, he'll throw out some stuff. I'm like, dude, come on. Come on with some of this. But anyways, so is good. we're going to end the show with uh, – we're going to do two 60-second recordings. So I can okay, use those. Um, so the first one will be the biggest position battle for Notre Dame in fall camp. Oh, wow. Okay. Do you, do you have one in mind, Tim? I'm going to – I'm good on the fly here. Here we go. Well, I'm giving you a second to – Yeah. Let's go. I'm ready. TikTok it up. Okay. All right. You guys get to see how the sausage is made on these clips. Make sure you're following us on all social media platforms as well. Okay. All right. Here we go. Fall camp starts for Notre Dame on July 26th, and there will be many position battles for the Fighting Irish across the board. Tim, what would you say is the biggest position battle for Notre Dame in fall camp? Without a doubt, Mike. My my number one is Who's the number two quarterback? You have a six-year quarterback, a transfer. He's going to be a one-year football player for this program. Who is number two? Who solidifies themselves in camp throughout the season, reps, playing time? Because we expect, obviously, the number two to get reps as we head into January 2024 when C.J. Carr arrives. And what's going to happen at that position in, uh, for Marcus Freeman's third year? So without a doubt for me, it is the backup quarterback for 2024. Good job, Tim. How was that? Was Great. that under 60? Yeah, I think so. Maybe yeah. like 40 seconds. That's that's perfect. Yeah, that's quarterback. Seriously, do people agree? I think I think who's the number two is is obviously we play Mike Backer and the guards and all that typical junk. It is number two because if Sam Hartman, I like to use the, the stupid metaphor, if his belt buckle breaks and he's out for a couple snaps and they got to get a belt buckle for Sam Hartman, who is going out there? You know, I mean, look at Drew Pine, correct, last year against UNLV. He gets knocked out and Jelly has to come in. Who is that guy this year? I think the battle in August is going to be wild for that back backup quarterback. Hmm. I like it. Yeah. And like I said earlier in the show, that's always one that is uh, very hot. Yeah. People yeah. love. Well, especially this year. Especially this year because Carr comes in January and, and Hartman's here for one year. All those quarterbacks you showed on that transfer thing. They're at, they're, they've been at their places multiple years. Sanders is going to be one year at Ole Miss. But so many of these hot quarterbacks we've heard about 
They've all been at their schools multiple years. Hartman's one season, so who is going to replace Sam Hartman? A massive storyline. All right, so the second clip we're going to do is which true freshman is primed to break out. I thought about this one. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little surprise. So, yeah, before we started recording, Tim was like, Mike, do you want to know who it is? And I was like, no, just – just." I actually, yeah, I, I thought about it. If this. you're saying it's a surprise, it's not Jaden Greathouse then. No, it's not a wide receiver. I went with someone on okay. – how's that? How's that? Let's see what people think. I, I, I know who I'm expecting. No. Um, here we I go. Will, uh, I'm going to type it out right now. And I won't hit enter until you're done. You're done talking. How about that? Then you'll be surprised. Here we go. Okay. All right. Here we go. Notre Dame signed a top ten class in the 2023 cycle. Tim, is there a true freshman on this roster that you think is primed to break out for the Fighting Irish this season? Yes, and I'm going to have a surprising pick, and for me, it's going to be Drake Bowen. I'm going to go Bowen because the linebacker position, three fifth-year seniors. You have over 400 tackles with those guys, nearly 60 career starts. Coming into this season, they're all going to be gone here after the Stanford game, correct? They're gone. Who is going to be those linebackers that get reps? They're going to get playing time, that second tier, getting experience, because I don't think Marcus Freeman wants to go into Texas A&M next year with all brand-new linebackers with no playing time. So for me, I think Bowen is going to be one of those stars of summer camp get him on the field this season to get ready for 24. 46 seconds. Hey, I've been watching NFL Network in the morning, so I've been getting ready, making lunches for the kids, watching Good Morning Football, getting ready for training camp. So and they prepping. They get this, and they, yeah, they they, they talk. You, you brevity is key. It's like you know the <laughs> halftime shows. It's like, hey, coach, you get two sentences to talk about the game. Like oh, there you go. So good job. Yeah, Kevin Greenman says Mike fail laughing emojis because I, I thought you were going to say Varen. You know what? And I actually thought about this because you asked me today and I was just like, all right, who is – and I just started thinking position battles. And for me, it's it's, the, it's going back to quarterback. It's going back to linebacker. You got all these old guys. Notre Dame is really recruited good at linebacker in 22-23. This guy's got to get on – got to get on the darn field. Whether it's six snaps, eight snaps, 12 snaps, they got to get on the field to, to show what they could do. And yeah. They're very athletic. Yeah, I think Great House is probably the obvious choice. Yes. True freshman linebackers. Do you see that a lot? Like those guys getting on the field? Oh, no. I mean, that's but it's like who are the backups? I mean, I mean, Kai, I mean, I mean, let's all let's all assume these guys don't come back for a 6 year, correct? So you got Bertrand, Kaiser, Maris Leafell, they're gone. They're fifth year. So who are the linebackers? They've already moved junior to Viper. Botella's in his senior year. I would expect Botella to play this year, start, and probably move on. I would be surprised if he comes back for a fifth. So junior is your is your viper next year. And then it's who? Bowen? Ziegler? You know, Jalen Sneed, obviously. I didn't want to talk redshirt freshman. Uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. But you have that young group. So is, is Sneed going to be a nickel-dime guy? Is Bowen going to get true work as a Mike Will to replace one of those guys. Yeah, I'm just talking about some of these games when it's – if they're out there and they're kicking butt and they get Bowen 12 snaps, five, six games this year. So, And I wouldn't be surprised if him, Sneed, Ziegler, you know, those young guys are probably going to be a ton of special teams as well. Yeah, I, um, I, I actually did a clip on this topic um, about true freshmen, and I'm going to pull up a text with a source. Uh, I, I will say, hey, give me five true freshmen. Great house, 
Cooper okay. Flanagan was the big surprise one. Like, who's, th- who's thinking about Cooper Flanagan? You've mentioned him. I've mentioned him just because of that position. And the, if there's an injury, he's right there ready to play. And I was told he's mad. Like, he came in like a, he's big. Like, he's a big muchacho. Hey, D-list football is yeah. uh, no joke. Jeremiah Love. Okay. And then Christian Gray and Drake Bowen. Those were the five that I was told. And I would personally throw Brendan Vernon there as well. There's just something about that guy. Yeah. That's like, even if like the, because I, I don't think at Mender he got like just elite, good, crazy coaching. I think he's coming in pretty raw, but he is someone who I would, who I'd say like, Hey, I heard them speaking bad about your mom. Go after the quarterback. Like, and oh, oh I'm I'm angry and and like that's that's I would just put him on the field like just hey go get the quarterback like hey they're talking smack go get him go get angry and go get the quarterback situation like that you know I, what and I you know we you know you and I he's a freak of nature is what I'm saying like I I would just think that like the dude's just different Brendan Vernon's just built different and I I think that he's so for my surprises of, of like who could play true freshman I I think it's Vernon or Flanagan like. And or, but then my my sleeper of the class is is Preston Zinter and Tim. Okay, we talked a lot, like what, maybe last fall or you know, just this off season the twenty three versus twenty four debate. I'm telling you, this twenty three class is going to be special for Notre Dame. Oh, it's really good. At the top, twenty four might be better though, with Carr Williams, maybe Gerby Lambert, Kedron Young, Aeneas Williams, some real freak shows. Um, I just think that maybe the depth isn't quite as good in 2024, but 2023 was so good. Oh, it was a really good class. Yeah, it's a really good football class. But your point on Vernon, I remember talking about this on signing day. Like, I hope Notre Dame doesn't overthink it. Like, oh, he doesn't play with his arm out and his elbow and all that. And just be like, dude, you got six plays a game and just go maul people. And yeah. just be a physical presence because, once again, the possibility – I mean, this also goes back, Mike, to – I mean, you talked about a long time ago where some of your sources at Notre Dame are like, we could shock people. This could be a very big, surprising year nationally, this 2023 year, when, you know, once Hartman was coming on. And I remember you talking about that because a lot of dudes can leave. This is, you know, don't assume Riley Mills is coming back for a fifth year. He's a monster. He's huge. He's NFL body right now. He could go. So if Cross doesn't come back, I mean, once again, we're talking COVID. Are, are, are we expecting Christophic? Cross, Nana, not you know, Nana to come back. Zeke Carell, all these guys really to come back for a sixth year? No, I think that's I think that's crazy. So, Cross could leave, Mills could leave, Nana could leave. Obviously, Baptiste could leave. So many dudes could leave. Botella could leave. So, getting some of these young guys this is something Mike Goolsby talks about all the time. Is getting some of these young guys from this 22-23 class that are excellent on defense is it's got to be a priority somehow, some way, just. Vernon, go kick butt. You got six snaps. Go. So that's it's it's one of those things that's easier said than done. Like, yeah, when you I know. hopefully you're crushing Central Michigan and Navy and, and Tennessee State, and you can play those guys, but it's like, oh, we're in a battle with Duke on the road, or is is it on the road this year? Duke. Yeah, 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 Duke, yeah. Duke after a while, you know, a battle at Louisville. Mm. Well, I need to play. My true freshman for six snaps. No, like, hell no. I want to need to win this football game when I want to go with the guys I want to go with. So I agree with you, but also it's one of those things that 
it's just easier said than done. Oh, without a doubt. Uh, so it's it's really paramount to getting those blowout games so you can get those guys. He's also one of those high energy guys. Let's say it's NC State, right? You got Navy, and then you got Tennessee State. They're jet lagged. Vernon, go be an energizer bunny. Duke, you brought up Duke. It's going to be a hangover win or lose after Ohio State after that intense game. Then you got to travel to uh, Duke. So, yeah, there's spots for some of these guys to go out there and just be crazy freshmen and play. So hopefully it happens for a handful of these guys as they think, you know, down the road. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's show. Um, hope you enjoyed it, folks. If you were just tuning in, maybe you're watching the live stream, hit that pause button, swipe all the way back to being in the show. I promise that you'll enjoy Maybe I shouldn't promise, but I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll enjoy it. Tonight was a fun show. Make sure to tune in. Um, I believe we'll have a recruiting show Friday. We'll we'll have our show next Wednesday. Uh, might be incorporating a morning show. Would be interesting to hear, like, if you guys can leave a comment. Um, don't leave it on the live show, but, le- like, leave it in a comment on a YouTube video because I read every single YouTube comment or email me. My email's in my YouTube or my Twitter description. Like, let me know, like, what times you think would be, like, when you can tune in for a live show. Because I would like – because we're, we're looking at maybe doing a morning show during the football season. Um, so – we're just gonna have a ton of content of blue and gold, obviously. Tim, you're in for the live show, post game show this year. Always, always. That's okay. the best. That's the best part of it. I mean, yeah. seriously, it is live. It's crazy. You're trying to consume three and a half hours of an NBC broadcast into six minutes. That, terrible announcers, Tim. Yeah, terrible announcers. You give me 12 seconds. We're going live, and you're trying to jot all your thoughts down. But seriously, that is the most fun of the entire yeah. season is talking live and reading the comments and just talking with people. Yeah. After a ball game, it's the best. It, it is. It is a lot of fun. This will be what our fourth season of doing it. We've been doing it ever since the 2020 COVID year with, with Goolsby. Goolsby did it for a couple seasons, and then Goolsby wanted to move to Sundays. Uh, and I believe we're still doing it with Goolsby. So we might have what four. So we might move this show, which we've done in, on Tuesday sometimes yeah. because of scheduling things for for me or Tim. But yeah, our, our fall lineup set up. I here. think our fall lineup might switch. This might be Tuesday nights. So of course. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out and we'll let you guys know. And yeah, I'll get a fancy yeah. banner made up with our, our schedule for the fall, but I'm, I'm really, I'm pumped up. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So please do hit that thumbs up, subscribe to our channel. So you don't miss anything else uh, and head over to blueandgold.com for so much more Notre Dame football and recruiting coverage. I appreciate you all for watching or listening. And as always, we will catch you next time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.